call authored by Brian Jensen, the voice of Texas Tech football, who joins us now. And, man, it's good to uh, hear your voice. It's good to have you on with us this morning. How you doing? Yeah, good to talk to you, too, John. Thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, doing fine. Yeah, you? I appreciate it. Yeah, doing fine, doing fine, just making our way through this uh, wild season and looking forward to coming <laughs> to Lubbock. Uh, you know, I've been there for basketball and other sports, but crazy to think, isn't it? Baylor hasn't played Tech in Lubbock in football since 2008. Yeah, it really is. Looking forward to having you there, too. I mean, things have changed out there. You'll, uh, As you mentioned, you've been out there for basketball, but uh, football-wise, you'll You'll see some changes in the stadium, too, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy them. You know, the last time we were there, I think the new press box was not completed. I, I kind of remember uh, we were sort of in a, a concrete shell, and it was kind of wet that night. I think you had rain, and we were keeping uh, all the electric uh, items <laughs> up off the floor. So I know yeah. it's changed a lot since then. Oh, yeah, you're going to be in a massive suite yep. this time, yep. so you're going to love it. I've seen it, and I do love it. Well, uh, let's talk uh, Baylor and Tech. The series uh, has really been great through the years, longstanding series, uh, t- two teams divided by only one win all time in the series, and uh, this is a good one, isn't it, when you think about going back to Southwest Conference days? Yeah, it's a great series, and it's one of those that, you know, seems to have cycles that uh, one team gets up while the other team slides down, and so there's domination for, you know, several years, and then it flips, and it goes the other way, but it seems like we're in a, a phase right now where, you know, both teams are at similar levels. Unfortunately, at the moment, it's a lower level, <laughs> but it would be nice to see these two teams continue, you know, to rise up and, and stay at that same level as this competition goes on, because it is it typically is a fun game. And great, uh, great ties, great connections. You know, when you when you look at Baylor and Texas Tech, uh, one of those you start right at the top. Matt Wells and Dave Aranda coached together at Utah State, and were part of a, an eleven win team that won the WAC championship in two thousand twelve. Yeah, they have that connection, and then obviously uh, Coach Aranda has the connection with Tech as well, uh, having coached as a grad assistant under Mike Leach, and you know, earning his uh, master's degree there. So. There's a lot of connections also with uh, some of the assistants that go throughout the staffs. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So that, and, that, and and of course you got the quarterback connection with you know with uh, Charlie Brewer, right, Michael Brewer, right, right. And the hands, you got the hands part and I the hands part. There's quite a bit trickling through, right? <laughs> there's a bunch of them. There really are. That that's just fun too, and uh, it really adds to the uh, the intrigue of the game. Tell me uh, what has transpired or what led to the uh, change in quarterback, Alan Bowman to uh, Henry Columbia. Well, you know, Bowman had a little bit of a situation again this year with uh, the third straight year that he's had some injury problems. And when that happened, um, you know, Henry came in to mop up that particular game. And then um, when, when Alan came back, he just uh, seemed to be a little bit off and, uh, that's not typical of, of Bowman. Henry, on the other hand, a guy that had been in this offense when he was at Utah State, so he was very familiar with the offense, uh, had shown in practice that he was really uh, picking up good connections with the receivers. And so I think the decision was just let's go with Henry, see what he can do, provide us park. He's got a little bit better wheels, uh, which, you know, when you have a little bit of an issue going on with your offensive line or your running backs not being able to pick up the pressure coming in. It's great to have a quarterback, as you know, that can get out of a tough situation, and Henry's been able to do that. Oh, we know that for sure. What has uh, what has been good, what has uh, been not so good and needs to be better in the 2-5 and five start to the season so far? 
Well, I think number one on the list is everybody's experiencing this. One, number one on the list is having the same guys play um, every week. Right. I mean, the biggest issue for Tech, and, and I think it's, it's for, similar for teams that have the same depth problem, uh, you know, when you get your starting 22 out there, you feel pretty good about how you can compete in the conference. As soon as you start dropping into that second level, and I'm not just talking about games, as you know, with the COVID situation, you're also talking about practice time, et cetera. But the injuries and the, the COVID situation has caused teams like ours to have to rotate players in on a regular basis that probably wouldn't be playing under other, under regular circumstances. So that's been an issue. Uh, the other issue I think more than uh, expected is the, the lack of, of offense. The offense has not been consistent. There have been moments where it looks like a typical tech offense, and then there are more moments that have not. And that's been a bit of a surprise. Defensively, they've actually played quite a bit better than the stats show. Uh, it's one of those situations, again, where it's, it's body count. When you have the body count in there, they play, they play extremely well. Uh, they shut out teams for quarters at a time, but as soon as you have to rotate that second, third level in, it's, it starts to become a problem. Columbia was sacked five times, or was, uh, yeah, he was sacked five times and threw two interceptions against TCU. How much of that was on him, and how much of that was on the offensive line? Um, I would say a majority of it was on uh, the offensive line. Um, however, I think uh, quite a bit of it was also on the secondary and our receivers not getting open. So, um, and you can put that on the receivers too. I mean, the receivers have got to get open better than they have been. They haven't been able to break, um, you know, some of the coverages that have been thrown at them. And I think that's been a problem. So kind of a combination in this, in this one. Do you expect to see any changes to the special teams unit before uh, they take the field against Baylor? Yeah, they've already announced uh, it's going to be a, a different kicker. Uh, Garibay will be our kicker instead of Wolf. So that's going to change. That'll probably make a, a, an impact not just in the field goal department, but also kickoffs. Um, Wolf has had some injury issues throughout the season. It's been quiet. Not, not a lot of people knew about it until – the change was made, and Coach Wells, you know, mentioned that that's been part of the problem too. So, hopefully, they'll be able to get the ball, you know, out of the end zone on kickoffs to avoid uh, Ebner, and you know, make sure make sure that uh, we don't have one of those games where there's two returns for touchdowns, right? Uh, well, from our perspective, we'd love to see that, but you understand that <laughs> <laughs> we need to, we need to create uh, uh, positive yards anywhere we can get it. Brian Jensen is our guest, uh, voice of the Texas Tech Red Raiders football and uh, crazy to think this is your eighth game coming up on Saturday. You've only got two left after this. It's our sixth game of the year and we've got three left. It's uh, in this uh, shortened truncated season. That's uh, crazy to think about. Yeah, it's just another one of the weird elements that have gone on. You know, the the, the fact that most of the games, all, all but one for us, have been conference games. All yours have been conference games. That's strange in itself. You know, you like to have that ramp up to a season where you might maybe have one good opponent and a couple of not-so-good opponents so you can get, you know, you can start getting things together. And that didn't happen, obviously. So that ramp up was different. How in the world? Now, we're we're – probably not going to be part of this equation but how in the world they're going to figure out the bulls yeah exactly i have no idea but uh yeah just a weird year altogether yeah all the way around it is and going back to your second game of the year against texas man uh texas ended up winning uh and hard to hard to imagine how they won that game in overtime 
Yeah, you know, it is one of those that you look back on and you just go, wonder what would have happened, right, mm-hmm. had you hung on. Uh, there's a couple of situations, and if people aren't familiar with that game, Tech basically shut Texas down completely in the third quarter and then took a 15-point lead with 3.13 to go um, on a 75-yard run. Had the running back done a, a Daniel Jones and tripped on the turf uh, and not scored there, it's likely the, they would have been able to run the clock out had they scored a little bit later. Instead, with 3.13 left, uh, Coach Wells decided to go with a sky kick instead of kicking it to Robinson, uh, afraid of a possible return. And that turned out to be a disaster. Gave him a short field on a 10-yard kick, and they scored right away and then did the onside kick. And the guy that went up for the onside kick, the kick was too hard. He tipped it, and it went right out of bounds, or it was recovered. But had he let it go, it would have gone out of bounds. Then you win the game. The guy that tipped it felt so bad about it, he was the guy on the very next play defending the receiver deep downfield that hit him on a long ball. Oh, so, I mean, it was gosh. just everything. Everything that could have happened did, and that's just the way it went. Yeah, yeah, hard to believe the way that ended up. What are we, uh, what are we in for crowd-wise there on Saturday? Are you all at 25%? Yeah, yeah, it's twelve five is okay. typically the number with okay. twenty five percent. All right, and uh, looking ahead, looks like pretty good weather for a mid afternoon game, so that won't be bad at all. No, you know we're hoping the wind kicks up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that is the home field advantage, isn't it? In that is, Lubbock, that's pretty much it without the crowd, right? In, in Lubbock, exactly. Uh, and for you, uh, travel is uh, every every game, home and away. It's travel for you living in the Metroplex. How's travel been for you personally? You know, it's been okay uh, because um, I fly on the company plane, Southwest, and I'm having that middle seat open. I, and they've done a really good job, I think, in, in all the things that um, would be helpful for travel. And then when I travel with the team on the weekends that the team goes out of Lubbock, I have to go in a day early and get tested on oh, Friday morning yeah. along with the team so that I'm in the bubble. I got you. And then I travel with the team. So it's, uh, it's that's been different this year, too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh Everything's different, really. Everything mm-hmm. is different this year. Hey, appreciate your time. Look forward to seeing you on Saturday, and thanks for your time this morning. Absolutely, John, anytime. Appreciate it, man. We'll see you Saturday. Okay, buddy. Brian Jensen, the voice of Texas Tech Red Raiders.